0: Welcome, TTV community. I am Bob DeMena, and here with me, as always, is the incredibly stupendous Elliot
1: Shibley. Stupendous. Thank you, Bob. <clears throat>
0: You're welcome, Elliot.
1: So our episode today is with Jeanette Seha. She is an award-winning bilingual travel journalist, TV host, travel advisor, and a global public speaker, and she combined her love for travel and over 10 years of work as a journalist and TV host into an internationally recognized company known as Jet Set with Jeanette. And she aims to assist and represent every traveler with a special emphasis on women, minorities, youth, and travelers with disabilities. And that is what our conversation today focuses on, the inclusivity of minorities in the travel industry and in general life.
0: Before we get into the episode, I want to give you our travel tip of the week. Very quickly, if you go to the CDC's website and you click the travel health on the top bar of their homepage, and then type in your destination you can then review a ton of health and safety information related to that destination including vaccine requirements travel notices and even recommended packing lists so highly recommend going there and checking that out before you really before you book anywhere so
1: good tip like the, thanks bob
0: yeah yeah you're welcome you're welcome again before we get into the show if you like the podcast and you find us entertaining please consider giving us a five star review on iTunes if you love the podcast, if you love Elliot and myself, please think about just subscribing and engaging on social media. As I've mentioned a ton on here, it really goes a long way in helping the growth of the show. Uh, lastly, we offer consulting services. We are not just a podcast, but we do like to provide travel consulting services to you. We have a a uh, airline savings of twenty percent through our website. You can also buy the Traveler's Blueprint video tutorials where we help you navigate urban destinations, book airfare, sift through restaurant and blog research, lay out your itinerary, and then go through safety and local norms. <laughs> or, or maybe like a, a spoiler alert, we do use the CDC's website for that <laughs> tutorial. So Full circle. Check, yeah, check that out if you're interested. Oh, so that's, so that's it for me. Uh, without further introduction, please give it up for our next guest, uh, Jeanette Seha.
1: Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Jeanette, welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint podcast.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be on here with you guys.
1: So this is your second appearance on the show. The first one was with one of our travel around table discussions for cultural appropriation, and we are now looking to talk to you about, you know, representation in travel. You have a long history of being a journalist, being on TV, being a public speaker and being an advocate for minorities and people that have disabilities in travel and in generally life. So let's just jump into it. How did you get into this aspect and why is this so important to you?
2: Such a great question. Uh, My why and the purpose why I do this is ever since I was a young girl, uh, just watching shows, reading magazines, the newspaper, um, and not really seeing anyone that looked like me. Uh, and when i would turn the channel to travel channel history channel discovery channel i wouldn't see many women if i did i definitely didn't see many latinas if any so when i was young it kind of made me feel not seen and i i feel like that's one of the reasons why i'm such you know so so happy and this is such an important thing for me. It's, it's not a passion, this is not a hobby, this is a lifelong purpose. I really am, have been doing this for impact to make a difference and to help uh, a movement basically. So more people feel seen and they feel heard. And, and I feel it's just a, a representation of what our real world looks like.
1: Yeah, I think that's very important because our world, especially our country in particular, is very diverse, very mixed bag. And we touched on this in the, in the episode with the travel around table, but I mean, we just don't see that. Like what we see in films, what we see on TV, what we see in ads, it's not a good representation of who we are as a people. It's a representation of, um, I guess, what we think we are. And it's mostly white men or white women that are the, you know, not, not even the majority at this point, but the ones with power.
2: Yeah, and I feel with more representation, we're able to break a lot of the stereotypes that exist or outdated beliefs. Um, Being a woman, being a Latina woman uh, who was born in America become, you know, kind of what our last discussion was on. I have, you know, my Mexican culture. I'm very proud to be Mexican American with a hyphen um, and embrace both cultures and both languages. I speak Spanish. So for me, it's really important uh, to, to be able to share that and to, you know, to show that, that exists and you know just to break a lot of these stereotypes that exist out there Um, for example if there is representation it's not enough and Mm -hmm. we're in 2020 moving to 2021 I feel it's long overdue Uh, this year has been a year what a year (laughs) but there have been some you know positives there's been a lot of awareness and a lot of attention to what's been lacking uh to what needs improvement so i feel in, in some way there is a silver lining because there's a lot more awareness uh, not just in the u.s around the world i mean there is movements around the world like the blm movement mm-hmm. was global and it's it's about time i mean you know we're 2021 It's just a few days away it's time for yeah. us to yeah to to progress to move forward and you know i, I don't know it's just it, it's, time. it's it's a
1: t- it's a cultural maturity that we need to move on and I, I we still have these mentalities of us versus them and it's it's no more i mean we're so diverse that we can't have that It can't be just uh, an assumption of what that person is based on their looks. It needs to be uh, getting to know them because they are different. We are all different and you can't judge someone just on their past life, their parents and where they came from.
2: Yeah, and different is beautiful. Diversity is beautiful. I think that's what makes traveling so amazing is we learn, we grow. And um, I think that's a beautiful thing. I think it should be embraced, not, you know, looked bad upon or excluded, not excluding anybody. It's more about uniting, including, um, embracing each other. Um, And I think that's what travel does.
0: Absolutely. I I know social media gets a bad rap, but I, I think it deserves a little bit of credit for how people are, are. Understanding cultures, different cultures, much easier than they ever have been before. Something about the the ease of access and the and the accessibility to peer into other people's cultures, whether it's just someone's profile or whatever it is, that I think has enhanced or or increased the 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 momentum for this movement, at least in some way, right? And and being able to utilize those those platforms to do that,
2: yeah, absolutely, pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think this year so many glass ceilings have been broken. I mean, uh, we might have the first woman to go to the moon, NASA, (laughs) out of 12 astronauts that are women, Uh, you know, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, we're going to have, the U.S. is going to have the first female vice president. Um, There's so many glass ceilings that are being broken, so many firsts, uh, but in such a good way that we are progressing. So I'm very optimistic. I'm very hopeful for 2021 and beyond. I mean, we have been on a global scale through so much this year. Uh, You know, we're still in the pandemic. Uh, Vaccine now is is coming out. So there's there's light at the end of this tunnel. Um, Like so many people, we're, we're, we're in this together and ultimately we have one planet. So now more than ever, it's time to really unite and work together and just get along. Yes. <laughs> I think yeah. I mean,
0: the end goal, I think you would agree, like in the in the future, far future, I guess, maybe hopefully not too far future, we'll be at a point in time where we act as a global civilization. We all are one giant global community, earth community, whatever you want to call it. but to me that's the ideal situation that's like the end goal you, holding on to culture obviously but but being able to acknowledge that we are all one we're all together in this that's a matter of squashing this primitive ideology this like ancient ideology where you kind of you're very tribal and that's sort of the the roadblock that we are trying to push through to get to that end goal so where do you think we are in that race like if 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 2020 were here today and there's still a lot of issues to be had. The end goal is a global community where people don't hate you based on the land that you're born in. Um, where Where do you think we are?
2: That is such a deep and complex <laughs> question. I wish I knew. Um, we're how many billion people on this planet? I can only speak for myself as an individual. Um, and I can say for myself that I am doing everything in my power, my personal and professional to contribute, to, you know, be a source of, um, I don't know, value and contribute to more inclusivity, more diversity, more unity. Um, But I'm one person, right? We're Mm. billions and billions and billions of people. So it's going to take a collective effort to really make a difference and consistent consistency. Like, you know, what happened this year has been happening for a long time. It's just been brought to the surface. I feel like 2020 was a year of revelation, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and it's it's up to us as individuals to, to be the change we want to see. I mean, that's like what Gandhi said, right? And it yep. sounds really um, cliche, but it's true. I mean, it's going to take each one of us to, you know, we're a drop in the bucket, but it's going to take each one of us to consistently do the work to make progress. Yeah. So it's up to each of us.
1: Can you talk about some of the projects and organizations you're working with to, you know, improve and get better representation?
2: Of course. <laughs> so also to tell you guys a little bit background about myself. Um, I used to work in entertainment. Uh, reporting and I used to do sports as well, Um, but my dream and always my purpose was travel for the same reasons we were discussing, you know, to break all the isms that exist, the ageism, sexism, racism, all those stereotypes to bring people together instead of divide. Um, So I have my brand company, which is Jet Set with Jeanette. And Jet Set with Jeanette, I put the with in there very specifically because it's, I want to take you with me. It's not about me. It's a journey that I'm on, but I want to bring you with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just coming from that mindset, it's, um, I'm also involved with other organizations at like nonprofits, uh, Free Wheelchair Mission, which donates wheelchairs to developing countries. Um, also Travel Unity, which is a nonprofit that helps, uh, you know, tourism boards and brands and and students and schools to increase diversity, inclusion, and equity in the travel industry. Uh, that I have been involved with for about two or three years. And I met Ronnie, the executive director of Travel Unity at the United Nations. We were at a travel conference, and um, we had to be, we were put in a design thinking group. And we had to come up with solutions for, you know, ideas and solutions for the travel industry. At that time, it was was focused on sustainability, which is still very important. Um, And so I met Ronnie, and you could see his passion and purpose for travel unity, and so Based on that, I was like, I want to get involved with what you're doing because it's, it's aligned to who I am. And ever since then, I've been involved with Travel Unity, which I'm sure you guys have heard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Synergy of Empowered Women, which is a nonprofit that helps women entrepreneurs, uh, students to get um, scholarships, to help with their businesses, to get capital. So I'm involved with them. I can't think I'm 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 involved with so many uh (laughs) uh National Association of Hispanic Journalists. I'm a I'm a member of their organization. So they're Hispanic journalists working in different media, and it's an it's a nonprofit that helps you. Um we have a conference every year, uh, we do events. Um so yeah, that's some of the organizations I'm involved with. (laughs)
1: That's quite a quite a laundry list.
2: Yeah.
0: And Jeanette, can you help me understand exactly when you say you want to make travel more diverse mm-hmm. what specifically are you talking about is it are they the the companies that provide offer travel like what is it that you want to diversify
2: i would say from my perspective it's it's everybody it's people within the travel industry and it's companies and brands and just the general public that want to travel. I mean, it goes from the traveler and the travelers to me to hotels, aviation, airlines, et cetera. It's for me, it's everybody. Um, Just bringing the more diversity, uh, inclusion, equity, uh, more representation. And as a woman in this industry for 10 years, I've been attending every travel conference. The LA Times used to have a travel conference. I used to attend um, to the New York Times. I would attend for 10 years. Many times, I would go on my own. I'd be one of the few Latinas there, for example. I just wanted to, to do more and uh, to speak of, about more about, um, for example, Latinos or Latinos or the Hispanic demographic because I didn't see us represented and I I didn't, um, I didn't see a voice out there as as I do now, which is great and it's growing and we're getting more voices out there. Yeah. But also as a woman, because, as a woman, to, who wants to travel and work and travel and has traveled. I feel that I've been asked questions that maybe you guys haven't been asked, or maybe you guys won't get asked.
1: I I can almost guarantee you that there will be questions that have been asked to you that we will have never been asked and probably never will be asked. (laughs)
2: Right. And there's a lot of outdated beliefs that exist there. Like if you're a woman and you want to have a family, you have to choose one or the other.
1: Yeah. I've,
2: I've literally been told that, or, you know, um, or a guy who's told me what what man's going to want to date a woman who travels as much as you i've heard all those things before and and it's it's hurt my feelings but it's empowered me because i'm like i do not i'm not going to fit in your little box of what i should or can be i am me and i'm going to do what i want to do and second of all it's no one's business why do i have to explain to people
0: Exactly. It, I, I do find it funny. Women need to explain themselves much more than men. Yeah, it is. I, I, I notice it. It's I'm very aware of it. It's really odd. I, I don't understand it, but.
1: Um, Jeanette, I think you'd really appreciate one of our early guests on this <clears throat> show was the jet setting family. Oh. And, um, oh, Bob, can you remind me their names? Rod and Jess. Rod and Jess. And they set out in, I think, the end of twenty. 20- 17 or early 2018 and they had a two-year-old and a four-year-old and they decided to sell their home in colorado and travel southeast asia and rod and jess are both hispanic i actually i'm not sure exactly what their nationalities are um but they're they're great representation both their kids love travel and it was like We didn't even talk about that with them. What we focused on with them was the idea of traveling with young children in countries that don't speak primarily English. Mm -hmm. And they just loved to travel with their kids. And it it was great, but it was something that we hadn't thought about at all in terms of diversity.
2: Yeah, and I think that, um, for example, not every woman is gonna think the same. Again, I'm only speaking for myself. I want to have a family, I want to get married and I want to travel. So I believe I can have it all and I will have it all when and if that time comes, right? Mm-hmm. But I know I have girlfriends you know from all walks of life who don't want to have kids and that is their choice and they just don't want to have kids. Maybe they want to get married but they don't want a kids. So everybody is is different. So again, going back to there's no one size fits all. There's no one box all. And that is the thing that I like to, to speak about when I travel, especially is like, you know, we're put in all these little boxes. And I'm like, no, 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 do not put me in a box, <laughs> you know? Yep. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, With women specifically, when it comes to travel, we've uncovered this. We've talked about this before, but a lot of there's this stigma that you can't do it because it's unsafe. Yeah. Uh, You know, women can't be alone. It's going to be harder for women to navigate certain countries or certain environments. And I I mean, I I do think that women need to watch their back more than men because because of men. And but 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 at the same time, um, there's a ton of information out there now. And there's a lot of people like yourself that are helping women learn the ropes and what it's like to be a solo traveler specifically.
1: Um, yeah. And that it's okay to do it.
2: Yeah. yeah. I you mean, should do it. You should. I mean, I I'm really grateful. I've traveled to Mexico city since I was a young girl, spent the summers with my grandparents. However, I have lived abroad and I have studied abroad in Italy. I worked and lived in Australia by myself and I purposely, took trips by myself to grow that muscle because it is a fear that i had as a woman um i would be at a restaurant or waiting at the gate and maybe a man will say hey are you here by yourself i mean i don't know how many guys ask you that or women ask you that but that's really not a very comforting question
1: is that really Um, asked yeah, like that's not just from the movies. Or, that is. or
2: it's ref- or it can it can be asked in different ways. Like, oh, are you here with someone? Or, oh, where's your husband? Where's your boyfriend? I mean, there's different ways that you can be asked the same question. Um, but when I was younger, I was more naive, and I was I would say, yeah, I'm here, la As I grew and I, I matured and I learned, I. A, don't have to answer that. B, if I choose to, or I chose to, I would say, oh yeah, I'm here visiting the prime minister. I'm here visiting the president. I'm here, you know, and you you, you see them just be like, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I definitely have been asked that in many different ways, uh, very creative ways as well. Um, I have to say men are very creative. But ultimately, as a woman, especially traveling alone, uh, safety is key, for sure. Um, I I never really tell anyone I'm traveling alone. I don't make it very public because, you know, unfortunately, there's not always good people out there. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Um, And I have been followed before. uh, But the one time I was followed was in broad daylight in New York City. And I was followed for two blocks. And I had to run to the first guy I saw walking a dog and say, I've being followed. And he helped me. I mean, it, ha- it can happen anywhere. It can happen in here in the States as yeah. well. So wherever you are, even in your own town, um, be, you have to you know, be mindful and be vigilant wherever you are. And yeah, that's something I'm, I'm, I'm always learning over and over again
1: one of the things we discussed prior to actually starting the show and a little bit of the pre talk was about this idea that people don't really understand disabilities or have an idea of how a disability impacts someone until they themselves are disabled and they don't necessarily think about it in everyday life. But it's one thing that, you know, this is actually how Bob and I met is through doing disability ada studies of different uh stores in new york city and we spent two weeks analyzing stores for ada compliance throughout the three different boroughs throughout three different boroughs of new york city between you know are the aisles wide enough is there are there auditory responses for people that are deaf are there uh or Are there auditory responses for people that are blind? Are signs high enough so that someone blind doesn't hit their head? And all of these things are, you know, part of my daily life now because I work in the design field for construction. So I have to make sure things are built for everyone to access. And in my undergraduate studies, we did a lot of these conceptual perspective renderings and Without a doubt, people would always put in like these beautiful projects would only have white people in it. And it wasn't until my last year, my fifth year there that they really, someone asked like, does this project really, is it really for just white people? Or is there more representation that this project would feed? Like it was a project in Brooklyn and it's all white people. That doesn't make any sense. It would be mixed.
2: Right, right. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that um, are outdated. Um, when I travel to certain places like landmarks, um, I would think about people, for example, with physical disabilities. It was always in the back of my mind, but it's something that in every industry, I think, can improve, right, Um, in in every way. Just, there's so much that we can all improve on um, bringing awareness to, but having conversations like this definitely helps. Yeah. I think.
1: I think about that all the time when we, when I go hiking, and I look at the trail systems in the national parks, and I'm like, there is no way anyone with a disability that is not able to walk on their own would be able to do these. and. There are um, actually one of our past guests is Eric Weinmayer. He went blind at, I think, 14, but he has basically devoted the last 10 years of his life to helping people with physical disabilities continue their life and be outdoors. And he was, you know, the first blind guy to hike Everest. He was the second blind guy to kayak the Grand Canyon, and now he helps people uh, and guides people on these different expeditions, and it's called No Barriers, and it's Amazing. awesome.
2: That's so inspiring. I mean, yeah, that that is so inspiring how people can help others. And I, mm-hmm. I went to Fall Creek Falls a, earlier this year, which is in, is in Tennessee, a park, and I was pleasantly surprised when I saw the lookout it had um, a sign, for, it was made for people who are colorblind. So colorblind wow. can look into this and they are able to see all the colors. Um, wow. it's, it was magical. And I actually know someone who is colorblind and I mentioned it to him. He was like, I cannot wait to go because you will be able to see it from a whole, literally a whole different lens and perspective. Yeah. So I feel like there is always room for improvement and, and I'm happy to see that for sure
0: so speaking of perspective do you have any any tips or ways people can enhance or or increase their perspective or change their perspective on these things so someone who might be white and might be living in a world where they don't think about uh, what it's like to be a minority or, or a woman or someone with a disability how do you have tips that they can be more involved or change their perspective? Because I feel like that is sort of at the foundation of the change overall.
2: Yeah, I think as individuals, we can all do more. Um, I think constantly reaching out, um, meeting new people, going to events. I mean, maybe now it's more virtual because we're in the pandemic, but get out of your comfort zone. I mean, if you're like For us, for example, we're always in travel, Um, maybe go go into something else, attend an event that's not travel related and and get uncomfortable and meet people who are doing different things. And um, that's something I've been doing for sure during the pandemic. I actually love being uncomfortable. I love constantly being uncomfortable, which forces me to grow. And Mm -hmm. that is what I love. And I think that's what travel does. It forces you to grow, it it makes you uncomfortable because you're not in your little bubble or your comfort zone. So if you can't physically travel, which a lot of us cannot do at this moment uh, due to the pandemic, virtually attend webinars, go to virtual conferences. Uh, I just recently joined Clubhouse which is, is an that? app. It's an app. I know. I just found out about two weeks ago. So clubhouse is an app, which is like a live radio talk radio show ish, but it's live and you start, um, uh, A talk or group uh, you can tune in and off but it's an invite only app so you have to be invited so I was just invited like two weeks ago and I didn't know about it and now I know so you literally can listen to people talking about subjects of of all different subjects from all over the world um everything from cooking to Speaking to i mean you name it there's talks about everything and it's it's kind of as addicting because you would just scroll down and you listen to people talking about different things and you could push um request like raise your hand and they they'll call you like it's kind of like a radio show too yeah so that is something cool and different it's called clubhouse and i'm uncomfortable sometimes because i'm like i have no idea what they're talking about but that makes me grow and learn. Mm-hmm. Reading, um, meeting new people. I mean, just constantly trying to learn and improve and grow. I'm, I'm an avid reader. I love to read. I am in like many book clubs. Uh, I'm always ordering new books. I've, I love reading. Um, I think that's another way you can, can learn and grow. There's just so many different avenues, right? Yeah. I think not trying is not enough. It's not good enough. Like yes. we're now in the age of like just ignorance is, is just not accepted anymore. It's no, like it's not. not.
1: And we kind of talked about that in our, in our travel round table. It was that, yeah, just because people don't know that they're doing something wrong, doesn't give them a pass.
2: Right. Yeah. I think we are in the age of, you know, that is no longer good enough. Like, we cannot just sit and just sit. And yeah, we have to keep moving and we have to have uncomfortable conversations, but that we're going to grow and learn and, and hopefully come together more. Mm -hmm. So
1: one of the things, one of the resources that I really, really love that helps me get out of my comfort zone and they have to be done right are movies. And some of the best movies in the world are the ones that make you uncomfortable. The ones that and that touch on really gritty subjects that you don't want to talk about in everyday life. And those just, I mean, it, it may not be a conversation that you can have with a real person, but at least it's, it's coming from someone else's experience and you get an idea of what it's like. You feel the emotions, you see the emotions. Um, we were talking a little bit before the show about superhero films lately and the, the, apparent lack of representation from minorities and from women and i wonder woman for example is my wife one of my wife's favorite movies now and she said to me when we after we watched it she's like this was so exciting because i could see myself in her shoes now i understand why guys like action films so much because every <laughs> single action film typically has a male lead
2: yeah for sure yeah no that's beautiful how you said about in movies uh, because they're young girls watching right yeah. there's young girls I have two nieces and a lot of the reason why I do what I do as well is because I want them to know that they can do anything they want I want them to have more positive role models um, <clears throat> I'm not in a bikini you know on Instagram but like hi everybody like I'm yeah. You, you're, we are much more than just our bodies. We're mm-hmm. we have a brain. We're we're smart. We're talented, you know. There's we can do and work in any way we want to. We're not limited by the physical. And I think that's why representation is so important as a woman uh, to future generations that uh, we're putting that message out there.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. With a with a young daughter now, I. Paid attention mm-hmm. to that stuff more than I ever have in my yeah. entire life, um, and yeah, something that that I'm pretty happy about. National Geographic is teaming up with, I think, Barbie, and they're making. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're making Barbies that are uh, ecologists and marine biologists. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's great. Engineers that. and like animal conservationists and all these different things mm-hmm. that you know, all things that I've been interested in my entire life that, that I've found representation in apparently there was no representation for women. And I, obviously I didn't know that growing up as a kid, that it's not something I guess a young boy thinks about, but seeing that coming out now made me pretty happy.
2: That's so beautiful. And it, and yeah. my brother has a, a young girl, one of my nieces and his whole world changed when she came into his life. And, I think that I don't have children yet, but it's one of my biggest dreams. And I just want to do as much as I can um, for my future children. So, um, yeah, that's beautiful.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so do you have examples of where it's gotten easier for minorities or people with disabilities to travel and, and exist in the travel world?
2: Yeah, and I even think the term minority. Um, a lot of publications are no longer going to use that term moving forward in 2021. Um, just like um, I, f- I forget what other terms um, are going to like. For example, this year, if you want to write about um, you know, you want to write about Black people, you have to capitalize the B. Really subtle but important changes are being made. For example, in the media world. Um, the uh, National Association of Native Americans has their own guidelines and their own um, uh, you know, handbook of, of, of a lot of things. Uh, National Association of Hispanic Journalists, which I'm a part of, the organization, I'm a member, uh, we had so many different things that happened this year. So even the term, for example, somebody asked me earlier today, I was on an interview about Latinx. And that's a whole term, that it's a newer term.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's about 20 or so years old. Um, but it, there's a debate about it, Latinx. Do we say Latino? Do we say Hispanic? Do we say Latinx? Um, it's a debate. Some people say yes, some people say no. It's, it's out there though, it's being used. And um, I asked, um, I was on a conference for, actually for Latino journalists. And there were two professors who, who were latinas and i asked them what is the correct way and they said ask your source how they want to be identified so that helped a lot because some people would prefer maybe other ways but i think even the term minority is changing and a lot of publications are not going to use it anymore because Interesting. who is the minority i read an article i believe is in business insider I don't remember which publication, but there was an article that said by 2045 the minority will be the majority. So when you say minority going forward, who are you talking about, right? Yeah. So things are changing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I guess
1: you would have to ask the individual, and then and then go from there. So, I, mean, I, I think that kind of wraps it back into the original talk <laughs> is that you can't put anybody into a box, and that everyone right. is their own individual
2: yeah and and uh, you know like I was saying, um even from my perspective, my background, I'm an individual, so I'm not speaking for everybody, I'm speaking for myself. But when I say I'm on a lot lot of Latino Hispanic panels, as you all saw this year in the u s election. We are not monolith. Mm-hmm. You do, cannot put all Latino suspects in one box. We vote differently. We, you know, we come from different regions. I mean, that is something we have to, to, to dive deeper, right? And, and not just put everyone in a box because we're It's just so lazy, diverse. right? It's lazy. It is. It, it is, is, is
0: a very lazy way to categorize people. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's well, just, it is it's I mean learning. it should,
1: shouldn't be categorizations. I About think people? that's the point. Yeah, categorization yeah. is racism.
0: I just I, I don't understand how we ever get to a point where we don't categorize people. Like I, I don't I not I just I feel like we're incapable mm-hmm. as humans yeah. of doing that. I
1: think labeling is uh, labeling is part of this age of data, right? You have to label to track data. And I, I think the the like you're not going to have all of the information about that person when you have the data, so
2: yeah, there's well, going to be
1: a label to it no matter what.
2: Yeah, and I think it's um there are a lot of people that are working towards this and that are are making improvements, but I think it's about bringing awareness to this, which is a lot of people may have not known right. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, but I know one thing is, is racism is, is um, it does exist, unfortunately. And um, I have experienced it at some point in my life, uh, whether directly or indirectly, um, in some way, shape or form. And I just think that racism is, is taught. I, you know, nobody's born racist. Nobody, it's, it's a, you know, they're doing a lot of studies a lot of this. And I just think it's, it's It's really sad, and I think that we can change we can make progress in that, but um again it's gonna take individuals, yeah, but but I think
1: it's I think it's important to realize that even if we do have labels for ourselves, like I know I'm a white male, and those are identifiers for me, but that's not all of who I am, so we're gonna have pieces of information about every single person, but it's I think it's gonna be up to every single individual to not make the determination of who they are before they actually meet them. There will be some inferences that we make based on some of the information we have, but we can't use those to predispose what we think of them.
2: Yeah. And I think as individuals, as, you know, just starting with mutual respect, I mean, for each other, and that is a good start, mutual respect. And the you know, the wanting to learn about you because I want to learn about you, your family, your roots. I'm sure you have a fascinating story. You have something to teach me. I have something to teach you. It's about the, the mindset, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the mindset that I come from. And that's the mindset that I love because I feel like you both have something to teach me about life, about your, your story, your journey. I can learn from you. You can learn from me.
0: Yeah.
2: It's a mutual thing. It's not like, we all have something to add to this bucket. We all have things to contribute. And that is why I just, I don't understand why we have to divide and separate. I just don't understand that.
1: I think that's the the ultimate euphoria, right? Or Mm -hmm. ultimate utopia is the understanding that if you and I help each other, we get to a better place that we could have ever done on our own. And it's going to be absolutely a better place than if we fight. something to be better than the other person or take from the other person
2: yeah and i don't think i think i in my my perspective is personal belief is i think we're all equal i don't think anyone is above or below or whatever i think we're all you know worthy and valuable we all deserve to be seen to be heard um to be loved i mean i really truly believe that i mean um that's just the way i come from again i'm one person but I hope in my lifetime that I can inspire and empower people uh, to be the best versions of themselves because when you're the best version of yourself and you're the best version of yourself, you have more to offer the world and vice versa. I mean But it seems on... like there
0: uh, uh, go ahead. Go. Go. Uh, well, it seems like there are two <laughs> there are two fronts to this, I don't know if you want to call it a battle, but this this movement. Um, one is dealing with the issue. The people that are trying to hold on to what used to be and what currently is in some situations, the negative, and then you have the movement of integrating people of different cultural backgrounds and races and 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 genders into the travel world. So you ha- you have to almost simultaneously push both to you know and and progress that way. Do you see is one a priority over the other? Do you think it's more important? to just focus on integrating women and minorities and people with disabilities into, let's just say the travel world? Or is it is it a foundational issue? Do we attack it from the the at the base and, and work our way up? Uh,
2: I mean, I think this issue is beyond the travel industry. I think it's a um, humanity issue. It's a global issue. I mean, um, I believe that there's a lot of opportunities for everyone to improve and to contribute to this movement. Um, I don't think it's, you know, for me, it's much more beyond than just the travel industry. But the reason why I focus on travel is because travel is a way to break all the isms. Travel is a way to unite people. Travel is a way to to teach people to, to learn and to grow. Um, so as a young girl, I found, that was my way to unite humanity, essentially. I found a way to unite travel and, and me as a bridge to, to the world, essentially. So I, I kind of known since I was a young girl, my purpose. I didn't know exactly how it was gonna be, but I mean, I, I know that this isn't it. I know there's much, much more to come. Um, and it, it's beyond me. Like, it's not about me at the end of the day. Like I am doing what I'm doing for a bigger purpose. Yeah, It's Mm -hmm. not just, it's not about me. And I think we're coming from that also this year. um, We're coming from that perspective. I mean, how can we make a difference? How can we, it's not me, 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 it's we.
1: Mm -hmm. Bob and I were chatting uh, yesterday and I think Bob, you were talking about Carl Sagan and, um, Dota grass Tyson. And one of the speeches they gave is that, you know, we're all every single one of us that is alive today has been given a gift of life, right? We didn't choose it, but it was given to us anyway. And we are all going to die. And that is a fact of life. And what we choose to do with it is very important. Like it's no different. None of us, the three of us talking right now are no different, uh, we have come from nothing and we will go back to nothing and the idea that each of us individually is is and can be great but the three of us working together could do something that adds up to more than the individuals
2: yeah i love that absolutely um and it, it's so true and that's why i go back it starts with each one of us right um but together we can we can do more. We can create more magic, more movement, more awareness. Um, and I think that's kind of the message, like, to the world. Like, let's do this together.
0: Yeah. I, I think the travel industry, too, is a great is a great area for this. Because the more people travel, like, world travelers are sort of ambassadors for cultural diversity. Right? It's sort of yeah. what they preach. I, I don't yeah. know many travelers who don't enjoy experiencing new cultures. And so... The more people you have travel, uh, the the more cultural
1: ambassadors are out there. <laughs> whatever you yeah. want, to call it. was yeah, I it? I love that. Was it Preston? I think it was Preston that said no. No one has ever come back from travel.
0: No, it was uh, it was uh, Kirsty.
1: Oh yes, Kirsty. Mm-hmm. Kirsty from on airplane mode. Um, she was talking about travel and how no travelers come back from their trip and be been more close-minded yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. it's so true and that's why I, i'm also a huge advocate um for the youth and i love to sp- i speak at a lot of colleges um, even virtually this year, I spoke at my alma mater, I speak at a lot of universities about travel, about study abroad, why it's important, why, you know, it's, it is it is another form of education when you're able to live and study in a different country. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the you know, I look back and I wish I would have traveled more, done more, but, you know, we are where we are at any age, if you can travel, of course, safely and once the pandemic you know, subsides and we have a better situation. Um, I feel like travel is such a gift to yourself and to everybody. And I love to see, I, I honestly just love to see people travel because I know even if I'm not traveling, I get as excited, just as excited as them because I know they're gonna have a life-changing experience. They're gonna meet people, they're gonna grow, they're gonna learn. And that's how I know I love what I love and it's so deep rooted. It's not about me. It's about a bigger purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's why when people meet me and they don't know who I am, they don't know my journey, they may have all these assumptions or ideas, um, but until they get to know me, they're like, oh shit, she really like loves this. Like this is her <laughs> life. This is not about being famous or being whatever Instagram, I don't care. It's about purpose. It's about impact legacy and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing even in the toughest times. it's like I still got to do this because going back to your why, what is your why? and that is my why to you know make this world a better place through travel, to bring more inclusion, to bring more representation, to be a woman who's breaking more glass ceilings in other ways so that's what keeps me yeah. going
0: it's it's a beautiful mission um, where where could people join you in
1: this how could we join you
2: yes yes very excited no I love it because you know as you can see for me I, I'm a I'm a balcony person I love to uplift people I love to empower them to uplift them encourage them um, and especially if it's about travel. So the whole reason why I put Jet Set with Jeanette, the width, like I was telling you earlier, is to include you with me. So you can find me pretty much anywhere. My website, Instagram, uh, it's Jet Set with Jeanette. And it's with two N's, everybody. Um, <laughs> and my email is travel at jetsetwithjanette.com. Two N's again. Um, I don't get a lot of emails because sometimes people put one N, believe it or not. And one do get- two T's. One. yeah, No, no two, two, N and two sorry. Two.
1: Sorry. That's my name. <laughs> One L two T's. That's what I always say. Yours is two N's, two T's.
2: My two N's, two T's. <laughs> yes. Uh. Yes. So you find me there and um, I'm always happy. I love when people reach out to me. I love to see people um, traveling and I love to see you guys, you know, doing your thing and, um, you know, sharing people's stories, I think it's
0: great. So, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you for sharing yours today. But before we let you go, Uh-oh. we have, we have the rapid fire round. <laughs> okay. and, and so we are going to ask you 12 questions and just answer, I guess, as quickly as you can, the first okay. thing that comes to your mind. You don't have to. You can. You can contemplate some it of them. You bit. can think about. Right. Yeah. We don't want you. We don't want to force you to just blurt anything out. Um, okay. <laughs> it will be. It will be recorded and permanent. But
1: uh, okay. Elliot, do you want to go first? I will go first. All right, Jeanette. What is the first word that comes to the mi- comes to your mind when you hear the word travel?
2: France. What
1: home
0: <laughs> comfort do you miss the most while traveling?
2: Mm, my bed. <laughs> All right.
1: You must have a really nice bed.
2: Yeah.
1: If you could swim it in any liquid, what would it be?
2: If I could swim in any liquid? Yeah. Champagne. Oh,
0: that's, that's Ooh. a first. No I'm going has with that answer. No one
1: has- that's an awesome one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> who, who would win in a fight? An accountant or a banker?
2: Ooh. Oh. Accounted.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, would you rather drink wine or coffee for the rest of your life?
2: Wine, and and I'm seven days strong without coffee. So oh,
1: congratulations, yeah,
2: thank you. So definitely wine.
0: All right. <laughs> Say hello in your favorite language.
2: Hola.
1: If you can travel with anyone in the world, living or dead, who would it be?
2: Hmm, that's a tough one. It's between my future partner who may, I may or may not know, or Oprah. <laughs> Oprah.
0: Oh. <laughs> Oprah would be a pretty Oprah, solid travel yeah. partner. She would be pretty, especially so, if she's paying for
2: the entire I'm, thing. But I'm obsessed <laughs> with Oprah. Like, yeah. I like. she's the, one of the only people in my life I've been starstruck by, or I am. Yeah.
1: <laughs> have you met her?
2: We've crossed paths. We are at the same place, um, but I have not physically formally met her oh. Yet. Yet.
1: Yet. That's an important word. I like it. But we
2: have a lot of, um, I interned at a TV station that was one of her first reporting jobs in Nashville, CBS, and she went to TSU. And so we have a little crossing paths, you know, so I'm hoping that manifests. All right. All right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) What is one item remaining on your bucket list?
2: Item?
1: Yeah, one. Yeah. Or
2: destination? or Either. Either. If you want to pick
1: travel or if it could be anything related to life.
2: Oh, I want to have a family. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> biological, maybe yeah. adopted children one day. Oh, cue on. We need we'll a
0: soundtrack. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like a radio station that has all those buttons. Yeah. Yeah. If you could, if you could pick someone to play you in a movie, who would you choose?
2: Wow. That is such a good question. Selma Hayek. Oh, oh. It's a good one. That is a like good one. one. Yeah.
0: If you were stuck in one city for the rest of your life, which city would you choose? Paris. <laughs> yes.
1: The city of light.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Jeanette and Perry. <laughs> <laughs> the new show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it. If you owned a yacht, what would you name it?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Isla, which means island in Spanish. All right. Oh,
0: nice. All right. Last question. What is one piece of advice you would give the decade younger version of yourself?
2: Oh my God. You guys are making me cry. Mm. (laughs) I would say it's twofold. I would say uh, love yourself. You, this is pretty long. I would say love yourself. You are enough and believe in yourself. And there's nothing you have to prove to be loved.
0: I think that is all great advice. I think yeah, that's great advice for you to take now. Yeah, yeah. At, it's at not too late point, to take that advice. Yeah, at any point. Uh, it took me in, thirty in years. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> took me a while, but yeah. once you get it, it's life changing.
0: Yeah. Well, Jet, thank you for coming on the podcast today. We appreciate your time today. We appreciate what you're doing. It was very, it's very interesting. It's, it's an amazing thing, and we got hooked on to it uh, through Instagram. <laughs> and I know we we kind of talked about that before the show, but you are making a splash in the travel world and it got our attention and yeah. And, and thank you for, for coming on and and sitting down with us today.
2: Thank you. It's been so fun. It's been great getting to know you guys. And uh, my pleasure, always happy to be here, a resource and hopefully our paths will cross again. Yes. in I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 At some
0: point. Yeah. If you're ever in Philadelphia, let us know. Yeah.
2: We'll do. We'll do.
0: Thanks Jeanette. Thank you. Like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, I really do hope we work with her again in the future. Her page, her social media is actually really good to follow as well. Really informative. And she's, she's so busy and active in raising this, this inclusivity awareness. And it's, It's really contagious, and I'm glad that we we now have this relationship. That's a good word,
1: contagious, because it really made me want to be more aware and more respectful and just more cognizant of the whole situation, because clearly as two white guys, we've had a lot of privilege in our life and when we travel.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I came across our page right around the time when we started doing the travel roundtables, which was the purpose of the travel roundtable. Yep. series line was to, cr- to be more inclusive and kind of get those conversations going and just by default by following new pages and trying to get in more involved in that community myself I came across her social media page and eventually asked her to come on the episode or the yeah. podcast
1: and it's kind of funny because we even had a travel around table discussion on is social media killing travel and this is one of the arguments in favor of it not killing travel and actually yeah. helping travel because mm-hmm. we found her through social media yeah yeah so Thank you for listening. If you love the podcast and you want to support us, you can do that through just rating us on iTunes or on any other podcast platform. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, on any other podcast. You can follow us on our website and social media. If you want to contribute to us financially, you can contribute through Patreon for a dollar a month or up to $10 a month. If you really, really enjoy the show, which would be absolutely phenomenal. It helps us pay for all of our subscriptions that help run the show. And our
0: time, right? When we, how much do we spend per per podcast?
1: Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> we, we estimated that every episode takes about 20 hours of work between finding the guest, editing, creating the outlines for each interview and episode, and then the editing and then the distributing and fine-tuning and producing social media assets. So, yeah, 20, 20 hours a week is about what we spend on the show between the two of us.
0: Right. Yeah. And we're not stopping anytime soon. But if you do feel it in your heart, if you want to contribute, we would also be very thankful of that. So so maybe think about it. Maybe think about it. Christmas is just around the corner, as in uh, whenever you're listening to this the following December.
1: (laughs) Yes. It's always around the corner. (laughs) So thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and tune in next week.